0: Welcome to episode 102 of the Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything. Seattle Kraken and the NHL, the boys are hot. The block is hot, and the boys are hot. And the Kraken are on that block, and it's also hot. Does that make sense? Well, everyone's six in a row, including the uh, Winter Classic. So we'll discuss as we're getting back into some more hockey. Um, Bjorki, the All Star. Big time Joey Dax on spitting chicklets. Awesome interview. Whether you like him or not, you got to listen to this if you love the, the Kraken and Joey Decord. NHL news. Connor Bedard gets jammed in the jaw, and he's on the IR. Nylander gets the bag. Anaheim blockbuster trade with Philly and torts is saying a whole bunch of bullshit about people. No, questions. How does the NHL all-star selection work? And then our three stars of the week. That is where Joey and I give you our rankings of the stuff that's happening in our personal lives. Let's get to it. Episode one Oh two of the Kraken pod. Let's go. What's going on? My name is Jeff Janusic. This is my friend and co-host Joey Cirillo. How you doing, dude? I'm doing
1: good, man. Were you dropping a uh, as a rap guy? Were you doing the block is hot reference there in the intro? Is that what was going on? 100. Yeah, I'm, I'm a rap guy. I was guy, start yeah. being like, the block is hot. But yeah, I didn't know yeah. people were gonna get that uh you know Louisiana old school rap reference, rap guy Dude, over here.
0: Oh uh-uh, man, we're in New Orleans, you know, the the general uh New Orleans area. I gotta reference little Wayne whenever we can. So okay, all right. The, little Wayne, as Jeff the, just put it. Lil Wayne. <laughs> Wheezy, Wheezy F baby. you like, oh, okay, I know what's up. I'm a rap guy. Don't forget. I love it. it. Rap guy, it.
1: rap guy coming in hot. I love it. Block is hot reference. I'm doing good. How you man. feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I feel I feel rested. I know uh for some people that just, uh, for people that watch the, I think hockey, you know, just as fans in every game and don't like cover it like you and I do, um, it can be like, man, I can't believe the Kraken haven't played in five days. I personally loved it because it allowed um, myself and you to kind of take a breather. It was like the break before the all-star break. I was like, oh, this is great. Like the boys get five days off. We get five days off. Kind of, you know, get some rest and not be up super late every night. And also, like we're about to get into here, they're on a freaking road trip. Like the game tonight against Buffalo starts at puck drop is six o'clock our time. So praise be. That's I'm awesome. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling rested. I feel like this is the beginning of the season for us. The boys are playing a completely different game of hockey. So, all good things, man. I'm feeling great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel the same way. Um, and has been nice to have that four day break. The boys, I'm sure, have appreciated that too. Um, and yeah feeling pretty good man it's uh it's the new year it's the second uh Kraken pod pot of the new year and there's a lot of th- a lot of stuff going on so yeah it's it's been a little quiet in the Joey Jeff communication, but I think it's been a nice um what's respite is that the word uh sabbatical is that it sabbatical is that I don't know what that is I don't know but i, also, I, tell I just you what... hear that
1: thrown around a lot I have no idea what it means
0: yeah I tell you what though i am I am excited and pumped for the second half of Kraken hockey to really get going. And Uh we're about to do that. So let's get into it. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. So there's really only one game to talk about since our last pod. Yes. And they did what they said they'd do. They were who they (laughs) said they were. They came in and they pumped a bunch of goals in on the uh, Ottawa Senators, as they should have. The Senators Mm -hmm. are not a good team, and the Kraken made themselves look like a good team by beating a not-so-good team. Yeah, I mean,
1: this is exactly what we talked about on last week's episode. The boys were hot, right, riding the Winter Classic, five games in a row, nine-game point streak, blah, blah, blah. And you and I were looking at the schedule. We're like, Ottawa, not a good team. Home game, two days after the Winter Classic, boys are still going to be riding those waves. Said it was going to be a W. And it ends up being a W. The Kraken win four, four to one. They've now won six straight games in a row, 10 games in a row with a point, which is a franchise record. And now our boy Joey, pro Joey Pod, stays hot. Decor has 32 saves. At one point early on in the game, the Kraken on the PK, it's a five on three scenario. And Joey Decor basically gets the puck like in the crease. It can easily ice it down and instead decides like, clear the puck all the way up the ice and just kind of stretch it. And I love it because I'm like, this guy right now is playing with so much confidence. Now, don't get me wrong. If that play backfires on a five on three scenario, um, he's probably getting scored on, but he did not all as well. I love the confidence that he's playing with. I love the confidence the team is playing with. Uh, We can talk about your call on Tatar here in a second, but Tatar with an absolutely filthy, disgusting, silky miss Tatar goal. Uh, pr- probably, if not one of my favorites of the season, like top three goal, definitely. Gordo scores again, second game in a row for him after he was going through a bit of a drought. Burakovsky scores. He uh, he scores for the first time since January 19th of last year now, 2023. That was against New Jersey. And dude, like just all around good vibes. Like Gordo's getting hot, Berkey's scoring, Tatar's still producing, Decord is still being a fucking brick wall in net. Everything is going good and you know uh, we do give a a goal in the third period and at the end of the day Decord uh, has his shutout streak end at 158 minutes and 35 seconds which is a which is another record for the Seattle Kraken and during that span of time he stopped 87 shots on net so the boys are hot the block is hot and uh, the Kraken are fucking rolling man
0: <laughs> the Kraken block is hot now I, I i love that effort it just was like let's here's the game plan let's go do it and they executed and they are all feeling really good. Um, Joey Decord is just on fire right now. He owns the – I mean, really, honestly, he's like – he. I was looking at stats yesterday, um, mm-hmm. goaltending, and we've, you know, basically for the entire Seattle Kraken's existence, we've always been towards the bottom of, like, goalie stats. And, like, now, yeah. no matter which way you kind of mix it up besides wins, you know, if you go, like, you know, save percentage or goals against – like we're in top ten. We're in the top ten right now because of Joey Decor, who's really put some stuff together. And more on him, um, after that spit and chicklets interview. He dropped uh, this morning, it's Tuesday the ninth. We're recording this, and um, it is a must listen because just man, I, I just came I knew I loved Joey Decor, but I came away from this just loving him more. On the Tatar thing is like, dude, it's it's really it's I love being like really right, like exactly right. It yes. happens like once a quarter a year uh, <laughs> where I'm like, what I said is exactly what's going to happen because I say a lot of shit. I ask my wife. Like we're watching a show or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be the murderer. He totally did it. And it's like 100 percent always opposite wrong. And that's just the little stuff. So it's nice. Like, you know, (laughs) what I said is I watch, I watched him as a a Detroit Red Wings draft pick. I watched him play there. He was always a a producer. He was never a superstar, but he was like middle of the pack, you know, always producing, but man, he always had some awesome moves. And the one thing that I always kind of had a knock against him is like, he would just do so much shit and then he wouldn't shoot enough. So He's, he's, he's learned as he's aged, he's still got those sweet moves and he adds a little bit of that extra, um, you know, dipsy doodle talent to the Seattle Kraken roster who are known to just be a grind team, right? So it, it works because it stretches the ice out a little bit. He's fitting in right on that top line. I love it. I love that. You, know, you, Joey, I know that you love him. I know that the Kraken fans, you, the Kraken pod fam, you're loving them. So I'm loving Tomas Tatar on the Seattle Kraken. Super happy about that. And yeah, boys look good. We've got ourselves an all-star Bjorki. Did you see the, uh, the hackstall video with Bjorki?
1: Everyone saw the hackstall video and I want you to talk about it. Cause that was a good setup there, but I will say that for me, it was one of the cringiest fucking things I've seen because he wanted to know part of it.
0: <laughs> That's all <laughs> he, he, that. <laughs> he wanted to go to the beat. Basically it was, uh, you know, after the winter classic, they, you know, uh, he, Bjorki comes to sit down in the office with, uh, um, hack and hacks like okay so what are you gonna do for the all-star break where are you gonna go he's like oh my wife and i got an airbnb we're gonna take the kid and do that he's like well can you cancel the airbnb can you get your money back he's like um i guess so and he's like you're going to the all-star game he's like okay
1: yeah that was it i mean it yeah. was an unbelievable moment i mean yeah they, they set up the cameras in hacks office being like we're gonna get some good content right we're gonna break the news to bjork strand As good of a career as he has had, he has never made it to the to the All Star team. So they're like, "Oh, this is going to be a a moment." And the whole time, he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to San Diego. I got an Airbnb set up. I'm going to be chilling." And they're like, "Well, you're going to have to cancel that because you're going to Toronto." And he's like, "Okay."
0: (laughs) I just don't think. I just don't think there's there's no there's no like you know back in the day, you know like and maybe what this is is and this is just a a, a, like top of mind quick conspiracy theory here is that Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, back in the day, the All-Star game was awesome because, you know, that's y- y- that was only like one other chance to see hockey. First of all, you couldn't watch a lot of hockey other than like your local team back in the day. I'm talking like, you know, the mid-90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, you could just watch your local team and whoever came to town, um, you could watch them. You know, so like you'd have a chance to watch these players you hear about and see some highlights about. Play a full game, and it was cool, and that was it now, like you know you can watch hockey any way you want, watch any game you want, you can watch a trillion highlights on your phone. there's just no you know uh magic about it anymore, and I don't know if that will ever be the case you know, I think across the board all sports all star games are kind of like eh and I think the players feel that way too I think they you know like especially in you know i'm I'm obviously a homer when it comes to hockey, but you know this this is a grind that especially if you make the playoffs. It's one of the most physical sports out there and they're playing eighty plus games plus playoffs. I mean, they get their asses beat. So, you know, yeah, sure. Is it great to go to the all-star game and get, you know, your an all-star bid? Yeah, awesome. But at the same time, they probably want that time off. So I kind of feel for Berkey a little bit. It's like just cancel the all-star game. I don't know. I watch it for ten minutes. I feel
1: for him too. It's an honor. But if I had a choice, Toronto or Airbnb in San Diego, where I'm not having to, you know to lace up the skates. I'm choosing San Diego in a fucking heartbeat. I don't blame him at all, but it
0: is, but it is nice that he got voted to the, I I agree. I'm happy. I'm happy that it's him because I love that he got that. But also too, he's like, you know, during the season, he's not with his family a ton, you know, he's training doing his professional athlete. Right. And then he's probably thinking like, cool bonus time with the fam. I'm looking forward to hanging out with the wife. And uh, just kidding. More hockey. There you go. More hockey. Exactly right. <laughs> but anyway, that is it is cool. I am excited for him um, and we'll see if he gets more excited. But that's also probably Berkey's personality. So you never know. He could be totally pumped. That sort of thing. So, yes. Um, yes. Next game, next six games all at home. And I'm not afraid of being at Climate Pledge Arena right now. I mean, honestly, all the because- way. What are you talking about, dude? What? Oh no! I'm sorry. I I forgot. I didn't see the ads. My bad. I saw them. Didn't see the ads. Okay. So good. Act even better. I we just even talked better. about
1: the road trip. We just talked about it before we start recording. They're at Buffalo. Six o'clock puck drop tonight. Dude,
0: I'm I'm te- I'm te- my it's head is spinning. Cool. I thought I was, cool. I was buzzing. I was buzzing. I was been on on my game the entire pod. We're, we're 15 <laughs> minutes in. I just fucked up. God damn it! All right. Okay. You're now good. I'm using the Lord's name in vain. Thank you. All right. So six game road trip. Yes. Right. So tonight at Buffalo Buffalo has been up and down struggling. Uh, Washington, the caps are fighting for a playoff spot. They're, you know, decent. Then, uh, that's Thursday, Saturday at Columbus. Columbus is, is, uh, you know, uh, bottom of the barrel, but they, they, they sneak some wins in Pittsburgh is like, they're right turning there. it around, man. They're right there. They won. The um,
1: fans texting me photos of, uh, of, uh, playoff standings. I'm like, God damn it. Here we go.
0: Yeah. Pittsburgh's always gonna be around and they have to, they have to, because, you know, they got the new leadership. They've, you know, Sid and Gino on their, you know, their swan song here. They got to get in the playoffs. They got to do something. And they're looking pretty good last night. They beat uh, Philly yeah, uh, pretty good. And, you know, Philly has been one of the hotter teams. So four to and one, then, Yeah,
1: they, they stomped them.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the Rangers on uh Tuesday, which would be awesome to see in New York. It'd be in cool new to York, get a win yeah, there.
1: Yeah. Cracking in the garden.
0: Mm-hmm, it's, cool. I mean, I hope
1: the boys are rested because those five days, again, I'm sure they really did appreciate that. But, uh, over the next seven days, counting tonight, like you just like you just mentioned, five games in seven days is no freaking joke. And I'm looking at especially Monday and Tuesday of next week. That's a back to back. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and Rangers back to back. Like what a mm-hmm. fucking schedule. And mm-hmm. also, I wanted to I wanted to wait to look at the standings until today. Because I was looking at how many games the Kraken have played overall throughout the season so far. And they were one of the teams that have played some of the some of the more like their schedule, for some reason, up front was more games than most other teams. Now, technically, right now, the Seattle Kraken are still tied for – well, not tied, but they're second, right, for uh, for a wild-card spot for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But right now, it would actually go to Edmonton because Edmonton also has 41 points like the Kraken does, but they've only played 36 games to the Kraken's 39. Which is yeah, why right. I, which is why I wanted to give it a couple days to let some of these teams catch up and play a couple games to, to see where – things are starting to shake out. So you have Edmonton with 41 points, but again, three games less than the Kraken. Uh, the Blues at 41 and Arizona right behind at 40. And then you have Nashville at 45 for the first wild card spot. But they've actually played 40 games this season to the Kraken's 39. So anyways, that's why I wanted to wait a couple of days to see how things start to shake out because the boys just got five, five games off or five days off rather. But now they have a, they have a really tough slate coming up ahead this reminds me of the road trip from last season and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is make or break, but this is definitely a new year, 2024. All right. You boys are, you're rested. You're ready to go. You might be the healthiest you've been all season minus like the opening day. And it's time for you to go out there and make some noise in the league. And you, and you have, you know, these five, well, six games coming up uh, over the next week and it's going to be tough.
0: It is really tough in the Western conference right now because you, you know, you mentioned the, the Preds, then you got Oilers, Blues, Kraken 41, the Yotes at 40, the Flames at 39, and the Wild at 38. And yeah. really, like, it's the Ducks, the Blackhawks, and the Sharks way behind. They're done. Um, what I love about the Kraken is that goal differential keeps shrinking. The difference between how many goals they've scored uh-huh. and yeah. given up, Yes, now at a, uh, minus nine, which is pretty awesome. We're
1: almost to the positive. I know. I keep tracking that, too. I think it's, like, minus, like, 30 or something at one point.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I love that 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 they're trending that way. And um yeah I mean look they've also too they played like I don't know they played in like most they've played in so many one goal games and uh I, I think if they can get points like which they've done a lot they've gotten points in the last what 12 or 13 games um 10. yeah yep and uh That's well missing. no they've actually in like in like they've gotten points uh in the last like 12 or 13 too like they've gotten a point like they even though they've won six in a row, they've gone eight and oh and two in the last 10. They've still gotten pulled points away in the last like 12 or 13. It's crazy. But they, um, they, they, they've got a really good shot here to make something happen. They don't have to win all these games, but I think what's cool about it is they're figuring out ways to, to win the games that they were losing in, in the close battles in the first half of the season. So things yeah, are coming together. I were, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say things are coming together. What were you going to say? Uh,
1: That the for me, the biggest thing that I've been beating the drum on all season, and I apologize if I've been saying it too much, but I just I haven't, you know, up until this recent winning streak, I haven't seen the boys be able to take, you know, momentum from a win and carry it over into the next game. And a lot of times they're carrying it over to a game where it looks like the Kraken could get a win and they would just kind of fumble it right like they would just completely mess it up and fuck everything up, which is why I hit the panic button late November. Um, that has not been the case with this winning streak and the big and the big game for me was I was looking at the Ottawa game because I'm like this is not a good team they're coming in the climate pledge but you know the Kraken are coming off a, a game where you know you beat the defending Stanley Cup champs it's the winter classic there's a lot of stuff right that goes around the event which we'll get into when we get into a uh, Joey Accords interview here um but there's a lot of stuff going around that. It's an emotional thing. It's kind of like a not like a hangover from it, but there actually might be a hangover from it. But there's also stuff that kind of uh, follows it and everything. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, is this a game that the Kraken are gonna mess up? Because Ottawa's coming into town. And they're still kind of riding that high, but they took care of business. They looked really sharp. And I'm looking forward to them doing that on this road trip.
0: Yeah. And I think that kind of brings us uh to talking about this Joey DeCord interview on spitting chiclets because he gave so much awesome insight into, you know, who he is, you know, how he's gotten to this point and how the team as in the Seattle Kraken are. And uh, I know I listened to it, Joey, you listened to it. Yep. Uh, I think we can both agree. He's got a fantastic personality. No, no wonder the locker room seems to love him and he's a great fit and the vibe that he gives off, like just on the ice. And when he's, you know, taking the, helmet off and yeeting fish into the stands and having fun with things like you can just tell he is a positive vibes only goalie would you agree
1: i could not agree more and uh there's a lot that we can talk about in regards to this interview um i'm not trying to skip ahead or anything i know you you have a bunch of notes here i think a thing that really stuck out to me and, and we're not even talking about his right his play lately which has been one of the best goaltenders in the nhl It's just his attitude towards everything, man. I mean, this is a guy that his entire life has had to fight for every position he has had, and he is a relentless competitor. They were talking about a game at ASU, like I think it might have been been his first game actually. They were playing Notre Dame, and they get shelled by like nine goals. And I think like after the first, they were going to pull him. He was like, "Fuck no, keep me out there. Like I'm not going to be like you're. You're going to have to like force me off the ice if that that's what you want me to do." win or lose. Like, that's just kind of my mentality. I just love that. I love that his dad is a goalie coach, obviously has helped him out through his career and still continues to help him out. And the big takeaway I had from it was, there's a quote that him and his dad have been sharing with each other recently uh, from Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. And the quote is, win or lose, you go, you get up and you go to practice the next day. I'm like, man, that's not emblematic of the dude that I want minding the fucking net for the Seattle Kraken. And I don't know what is because that's the guy that I trust. And that's the guy that I want, uh, you know, as goalie for my team.
0: Dude wrote that in the notes. Love that. Just you, the, like this, the energy he gives off is purely just get up, move on, do the thing, keep it up. And yep. you nailed it when you, you you've got to listen to this, this interview. Uh, you nailed it when you said he had, he's had to fight for everything in his entire life. Yep. Um, To get where he's gotten right and um you know if you say what you will about the chicklets but you've got to listen to this if you're a Kraken fan Joey is our goalie and honestly while listening to him talk I was like man what's gonna happen you know Gru's getting healthy I mean I really I mean I don't I don't know if I want Gru back as the starter I think this is a Decords team so you know it, it made me go like oh boy I really like this plus American as fuck love it he's American He's in Massachusetts, which is great. Uh, just Dude. a heads up: the interview starts in the latest episode at two hours and eighteen minutes in. If you want to skip right to it, right? Or you can go. Um,
1: uh, and this is me being a nerd, but you can go two hours and fifteen minutes in because they kind of they talk about the Seattle Crack and then they lead that into the decor interview, which is kind of nice. And they say a there lot you. of a lot of behind the scenes stuff with the team and what was going on at the Winter
0: Classic, which is really cool to listen to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Great thing. Uh, Joey mentioned his dad's a goalie coach, r- been running a goalie school for 25 years. I didn't know this, um, no. but he his dad married his mom while dad was uh, playing in Switzerland. So Joey's got a Swiss... I, what do they call it? Like an import card or something like that. Like he's, so he's half Swiss. So, um, and sure enough, when you look at uh, a lot of his online, you know, personnel, his, his information, like he's got the little Swiss flag next to him. So I did not know that. Um, <laughs> this was kind of cool. He does say that like he skated out for a few years when he was a kid up until like age 13, like he played, he would play goalie and skate out. Yeah. And he switched over to goalie around 13 years old. Totally. And he, he said, um, it was a great question. I think by, by uh, Paul Bissonnette, Um, he basically said like, yeah, understanding what shooters are thinking helps me as a goalie. And, um, he also, uh, would go back and help his dad up until about a couple years ago at his dad's goalie coaching school, which he still has, and he would shoot on the kids. And then he, he said like, when I shot pucks at the kids, I learned more about what to teach them later. Um, I would run practices in the morning and then in the afternoon I would do coaching and it, and it made me think more about, you know, how to improve as a goalie. So that was pretty cool. Yes. Um With it, going to ASU, if you don't know about ASU, Arizona state university is um, college hockey over the past, like five, 10 years has really grown because um, there's been, there's, there had been a lot of club teams uh, around colleges in the United States, like LSU actually had a club team for a while. Um, ASU was one of the first club teams to go D1. And that kind of started the trend of schools you wouldn't think of that are not normally um, hockey schools. Like Alabama has a hockey team, right? Um, Did not know that. Yeah, they do. And you wouldn't think like, oh man, ASU having a hockey team, that's that's absolutely nuts. Uh, this was a big deal back in the day when they went D1. And what I really loved, like this, the second, my most like favorite part of this interview, the second part kind of made me think like of, of who he is now with the Kraken. You mentioned the Kobe quote was just awesome, right? But so he was going all over the country trying to pick what school to go to. Nobody was offering him a full ride scholarship, right? Um, and ASU did. And they said, not only will we give you a full ride, but you've got a job, like you'll be the starter. You'll be the goalie. You'll be the guy. And he tells this story of like how his mom was like, well, you know, you could, you could, we're going to support you matter what. You can go wherever you want to go. These guys are not only offering you a full time, a full scholarship, nobody else is, but like the most important thing is like, you're going to play hockey right away. You're going to be the guy. And that he says, Joey Decord says his mom really helped him convince him to do that. And then he went there and he went there when they went from that D. I'm sorry, from that club team, which was basically playing in an arena, like just you know, out not where they are, not, not outside of a uh, um, campus, right, off campus. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the nine, you know, the nine goal drubbing in the first period against Notre Dame. Yeah, and like they literally, like he says, like half the team were still club guys playing against one of the best teams in the country. But I loved this part. This is what I love is they told him is like, dude, come to this school you're going to be the tradition, be the tradition basically meaning like we're starting from scratch, come here and be the tradition and start the tradition of ASU hockey. And, you know, he said he toured the school and he saw in there like athlete hall of fame, like Barry Bonds and all these other people who, uh, who went there and did great things. And um, he fell in love with it. And now ASU mullet arena is where the coyotes are playing. They're playing on campus there. Um, he helped build this team into what it is now, you know, a competitive D one hockey team, a, a, a decent hockey school, which is awesome. And that made me really think about the Kraken, you know what I mean? Like, you know, here they are year three, season three, and they're still, you know, building tradition and he's part of the tradition, right? So totally love this interview with Joey Decord on Chicklets. He talks about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the, the Coachella Firebird run last summer really, I think helped form him, to be the goalie that we know today because he played 26 games in a row, went on this crazy playoff run, obviously heartbreaker at the end, um, Mm -hmm. losing, but he says that helped him prep for his NHL starter life, which is awesome. And they asked him about, you know, what happened with the slow start for the Seattle Kraken. And he said, you know, he, he actually thought that they started off, you know, decent, but they found ways to lose. Which is what we saw, which is what you as a Kraken fan saw, is they kept finding ways to lose. And he said that over the past couple of months and heading into now, they've really tightened that up and they've realized that, you know what, we did overachieve last season going to the second round of the playoffs. We, we came into it thinking like, okay, cool. We got this thing down. Well, guess what? The NHL is a grind. It's a machine. It'll beat your ass down. And that's what happened in the first half of the season. And he basically says they found ways to lose. Well, now they're figuring it out that they are. Everybody's got to grind every single shift, every single line, everybody on the ice. They've got to grind, 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 grind. And uh, that's why they're turning it around. And that's why they're playing so well. Um, and then really like one other thing is he did say, and this is pretty cool to hear these sorts of things. I love this because there's a lot of, you know, teams in pro sports that are shit teams, right? And they don't take care of their people. Um, But he said the Kraken are a first-class organization, and they treat players well. And one of the stories he told was the night before the Winter Classic. Um, They hosted a party for the players, but the players were allowed to invite their entire friend and family group. And a lot of people came into town, obviously. 300
1: people were at this dinner.
0: Yeah. And like the Kraken picked it up and it was just this huge, huge dinner for all of them. And Joey said like this, they're, they're a first class organization. They take care of players. They love us. They take care of us. And they really, truly, you know, have built a family. And, you know, when the team and yeah, sure. Your uncle, Uncle Doug. Sure. Bring him in. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. You know, like when they do that sort of thing, you could tell that really had an effect on them. You know, yeah, he also said that he
1: was looking around at one point during the dinner, and he was like, man, this is great. I hope we don't get fucking shelled
0: tomorrow in the classic.
1: <laughs> like, what a beautiful moment. I hope we don't get just smacked tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, exactly right. And uh, he also was, like, just in awe of, like, the winter classic. And and when he described what what happened to him in the winter classic – it really was like, man, what a magic moment. And we you've know, got everything Seattle happening. He says, I don't believe him on this part. He says they do. I knew you were going to say this. I believe him, but go ahead. The fish, he didn't, they didn't think, they didn't know the fish were going to be tossed in front of them.
1: He said they didn't know anything. They didn't know that they were going to be walking out there for the anthem. They didn't know about the giant flag none of that. He said they told them like basically when to get in the tunnel, where to line up at. And then from there on, they were just being directed. I actually firmly believe um that that the players had no idea about any of that stuff and maybe a big reason for that is to kind of i mean i'm just again i'm just kind of thinking of why you would not tell them you want to keep them focused on the game i don't want to be like hey you're gonna go out and then by the way we built a fake dock we're gonna be throwing fish by your head oh also anthem kids gonna be shredding guitar helicopter Going to be guy hanging from it like i'm not telling them any of that shit i'm just like hey get in the tunnel be ready to go line up and then do the thing
0: yeah, no, I, I believe it. I, I that the fish tossing, like, were the fish tossing dudes? Uh, what what's the name? What, what's the name of the market? Exchange market. Right. So like, uh, are they just that good? They have to be because like the guys didn't react. The fishes were whizzing by their face. The fish were like flying by their face. The dudes didn't react. Like the players barely flinched.
1: Yeah. I mean, the timing was good. I mean, they've obviously been practicing that shit. They probably had like people walk by and pretend that they were the skaters and dudes were tossing fake fish and the whole deal. Hey man, listen, the setup was perfect. It was great. But yeah, he said that they had no idea about any of that stuff. And then all of a sudden he's like, what the hell is this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Overall, Joey decor just after, you know, I loved him. I've loved what he's been doing, but listening to this guy talk, and he's just so normal. And I've listened to a lot of hockey players talk on podcasts and on TV in my many years of watching hockey. And he just was so personable and natural and just seemed like one of the guys talking about hockey and, you know, but professional and just saying great things and inspirational and funny and natural. Like it just made you go like, damn, I love this guy. So, uh, loved it spitting chicklets episode from Tuesday, January 9th. Uh, like Joey said, start about 215 in because they actually say some good things about the Kraken and they don't always do that. Um, Joey Decord is that guy. Uh, and it made me in the middle of the, I was running on the treadmill listening to this thing. And in the middle of it, I was like, oh man, like, what are we going to do? I, I mean, we have, to, we kind of have to stick with, with Joey Decord. And I'm cool with that.
1: You got to ride the hot hand. I actually talked about this on Kraken Pod after dark after the last game against Ottawa. But I don't think it's even a debate and we don't need to get into it. But I, I, my whole stance on it is, and you talked about this. It's like a team can get hot when a goalie gets hot. Right. And you kind of have to ride that wave. Like you ride this wave with the as long as, as long as possible, because if this kid's playing like this, which he is, you have to keep riding that because now you went from dead in the water, right. To fighting for a playoff spot. And you have no other option. Like you keep, you keep riding with the court.
0: Yep. So totally pumped for this stretch. I want to see these guys roll into here. We, here we go. A January road trip. Let's see what happens. I want to see Joey continue to to thrive. And yep. I think no matter what happens, if he gets shelled in a game, I love that quote, win or lose, you get up and go to practice the next day, rest in peace, Kobe. So Joey decor, just killing it, crushing it. American love it. So awesome. Fuck I'm, yeah. I'm proud. I'm proud that he's our goalie. So all uh-huh. right, so some of the things that are going on in the NHL. Um, just the other night, uh, Connor Bedard goes on long-term IR. The kid after just – by the way, um, on, I'll talk more about this. On Sunday, I was at a uh, crew of Cleopatra, Mardi Gras shit. Uh, my uh-huh. wife, we, we were doing family float day. I'll explain later. And a kid walked in, obviously Chicago family. had a sweet Connor Bedard jersey on. And uh, I was in probably like – Nice way to jinx the team, kid. He was like 14, 15, and um, I was like, dude, that's a sick jersey. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, man. I was like, I'm a big hockey guy. Connor Bernard is sick. I talked to him for a few minutes. He was like, I think he was fired up because I was the only person in the entire spot of like, you know, uh, 2,000 people that knew who, who he was. So he was fired up. Sweet jersey. But yeah, Connor Bernard, he got smashed in the, in the chin, broke his jaw. Is that what happened?
1: Fractured his jaw, and I, I don't think we'll ever get to see this. But I would love if we ever got a stat on how much money all these betting websites and apps just made on all the people that took Connor Bedard for Rookie of the Year, because he's not going to get it. Unfortunately, I mean, it, it sucks for the for the it sucks for Connor Bedard, and it also sucks for the sport of hockey because the, the reality is like when he's out on the ice, the NHL is better. And I don't think it was a dirty hit. It was a defense as a Brendan Smith that hit him. He didn't leave his skates. I think it was kind of a bang, bang play. Um, And, you know, these kind of things happen. And uh, a lot of people were drawing some uh, comparisons to the hit that took Maddie out last year, right before the all-star break, which is also kind of ironic with this timing. And just basically saying like, if Maddie Beniers is the same height as Connor Bedard, like, I mean, it's a couple inches difference. He's probably getting rocked in the jaw. And that could very well happen to him as well. But it's unfortunate he will be back. He went on the LTIR. Um, at, at the time he went down, he was the leading uh, rookie scorer in the NHL. He had 33 points in 39 games on 15 goals and 18 assists. Uh, right now, it's uh, Marco Rossi and Adam Fantilli, where a uh, bow tie was second at 24 uh, points apiece. And if that is not indicative of all the shit that's gone down with the Chicago franchise in general – I swear to God, Jeff, that this franchise is cursed because uh Feligno, to defend Connor Bedard, right? Getting taken out of the game by getting his jaw fractured, decides to fight Brendan Smith as he should in the second period. Well, during that fight, he ends up fracturing his finger, and now he's on the IR.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Smith is a brick shithouse. He He
1: basically took out two dudes. So I'm like, holy shit,
0: man. The the hit was the hit was, I think, clean uh it was a it was a, a learning lesson for Connor bedard dude you're you're head in the nhl your head yeah, bang, bang the puck was coming
1: off the stick a little bit
0: yeah. middle of the ice middle, middle of the ice. ice yeah sucks to see um he's still winning the the calder trophy no way and shit are you out of your mind there's no way He it's a lock it doesn't matter it doesn't it's not a scoring race that's the thing is it's not the it's not well, the highest it, score it, it, should be. He's not playing a full, he's not even playing a half season. Like there's
1: no way he should win it. Is he the best rookie? Yes. But he's not getting a full rookie campaign.
0: No, oh, no, no. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to win it. He's winning it. That's the dumbest thing. He's going to be back in like a month. He'll play the, he'll play. a he'll fractured with, jaw. Yes. He'll be back in a month. He's going to, he's going to play with a, a, a mat like a, a full shield. He'll, he'll, he's going to win the Calder. Bank it bank on it
1: that to me i wonder actually we need to look this up later i wonder what the uh what the odds are on him to win the calder because i guarantee they've changed i mean they absolutely should nope, it's just i've known people in real life irl uh that have had their job broken and it is a brutal process you're talking like having things wired shut drinking only smoothies for like a month two if, three months at times
0: if kanye west can record some rap guy college dropout with a broken jaw. Wow. He can come back and play in the NHL. He's he's going to be back. He's going to have a full face shield totally protected. He'll be back. What is it? January? Yeah, he'll be back by March, no problem, easy. He's How winning. How much weight
1: is he going to lose when all he can do is just pound freaking green juice smoothies all freaking day?
0: He plays for he plays for a pro sports team. They're they probably are like going to inject him. He's probably literally in like a tub of goo right now like in the Matrix just being <laughs> you know pumped with everything he's, he's he's like literally the face he's the future of the nhl they have him in a plastic bag and his family won't see him for you know a month because he's just living in goo and that's uh-huh. and he'll be fine i'm telling you which man, is
1: by you- the way which by the way i'm just gonna say if it's me and i'm running chicago First off, none of the shit that they did are you before. Running like the, are you running yeah.
0: Chicago? Like, are you no, talking about or the city? Right now, the not team. just in general. God damn right. it, I set
1: myself up there. Are
0: but, you running the wh- city or the team? Or both?
1: <laughs> I'm running both. I'm the mayor and the owner. Okay. The this is cool. No, what I would do is I would shut him down for the rest of the season. I don't want to rush him back. I don't want to put him out there still exposed. He was recovering from a fractured jaw. Like, They're not going to make playoffs this year. What is the point in rushing back a superstar just so we can be like, look at this superstar? Because if I'm being a dick about it, I'm looking at it from a financial standpoint, guess what? Everyone has already paid for those season tickets to see Connor Bedard. We're not losing out on any money, uh, any jersey sales or anything like that. As a result, we're already not going to make the playoffs. Why would I rush him back? In fact, take your time, put some weight on. And then when you're finally, like when you're fully able to come back, then we can talk about you playing, but I'm not throwing him out there a month later. That, that's insane to me.
0: Mm-mm. It's happening. He's coming back. He, he needs to that's get more not. games in. He's got to learn more shit. I mean, it, it happens, you know, like it's just, it's, it's uh, there's no study on this, but like guys come in, they're young. They go through like some sort of dramatic, drastic injury. And then their body kind of like just sets into stone. And then they're, they're, they're good to go. They learn, Um, you know, a, a broken jaw is not a broken, you know clavicle or uh torn ligament or something you know else it's 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 his jaw he'll be fine maybe they'll give him like a you know maybe he'll do some plastic surgery and he was already you know good-looking kid maybe he'll come back with like a cleft chin or some shit dude he's like discreetly jacked
1: There are sometimes like a locker room photo comes out i'm like dude connor bedard the guy's got some fucking the kids the kids goat
0: It's just, it's life's changed in the NHL. It used to be, you know, like, yeah, just no, nothing at all. Now they're all like soccer players. They're all just like, you know, they've got no, no
1: Greek gods skating around.
0: Yeah. They just have no fat on their body. They're just, you know, there's pure athletes like just athletes, dude. And anyway, so he'll, he'll be back. I'm telling you tub of goo in Chicago somewhere They're They're liquefying deep dish pizzas. They're just like, just he'll come back like 10 pounds heavier, all muscle.
1: This isn't your NHL Jeff. They're not ripping darts during intermission, you know what I'm saying? And pounding beers in the locker room. Will Borgen, you know, Borgie tried and he got that shit ripped out of his hands in 2 seconds. So Oh god.
0: We, we, yeah, Borgie like, "Give me my beer back." Give me, like and Then hey, he was my... caught like at a beer hall like an hour later just pounding uh-huh. beers anyway. So he's
1: like, "I'm getting my fucking beers."
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, quick quick shout out to all the 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 social media sleuths who were showing Turbo Borgie, they were all sitting there drinking beers out of those boots, which was fantastic. Yeah, love was that, that awesome it. See. love it. Um, yeah, anyway, so a lander gets the 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 bag, tons of money in Toronto. How much?
1: Eight years, ninety-two mil. We can just go over this in two seconds. I mean, twenty-seven years old, right winger. I mean, they, they locked him up until he's you know thirty-five. Um, full no trade clause on the contract. It's the richest contract in Toronto's history. Um as of now, he's fifth in the NHL overall in points with 54 points in 37 games. Um, and this guy has 484 points in 558 games since Toronto drafted him number eight overall in 2014. He's a franchise dude. They locked him up. This is what you do for a franchise guy. He's done nothing but produce, and so he's uh, he's gotten the bag. So there you go. Nylander gets it.
0: Yep. Yeah. He's uh, he's one of those guys. That's just, he's sneaky one of the best players in the league. And yeah, I don't know. I never think about that guy, but you know, Toronto's did, a great did a position
1: job. to be in, by the way, because mm-hmm. I promise you that outside of Toronto. Yeah. He can kind of walk around and do whatever the hell he wants. Meanwhile, this guy just locked up $92 million as one of the best players in the league.
0: I know it's pretty crazy, man. Imagine if he was in the NBA, he'd be making you know double that easily. Oh, ninety-two a year. million
1: dollars in the NBA is like the is like the guy that comes out. i like a six man. That's nothing in the NBA. I mean, shit. Even in baseball, like Teoscar Hernandez. I know you pay attention to the Mariners, Jeff, because you love them so much. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, He had a shit season last season and he just signed a one-year $24.5 million deal to go to to go to the Dodgers. So I'm like, like, these guys are just getting paid. The NHL compared to you know other major leagues in uh you know the United States at least, these guys don't get paid shit.
0: Yep, no, you're right. Uh sixth leading scorer in the NHL. It's like, what? Who who is that? Okay, sweet. Wow. That's fantastic. So what happened with this trade? Dude, I actually didn't even know what happened with this trade. I have no idea. I didn't even hear about it until you mentioned it this morning. So this is a, I'm surprised that you didn't see any, any of
1: this. And and, and again, I have to preface this by saying, this is one of those things where I see a trade goes down. I recognize that it's a blockbuster trade in the NHL, um, you know, and with, you know, the Kraken, you know, facing Anaheim a lot for, over the course of the season. This is something that I want to pay attention to. and, the, the the very quick version is the Philadelphia Flyers they end up trading their their 5th overall pick from 2022 Cutter Goche. and by the way I actually watched YouTube videos on how to pronounce his name so I didn't come here and fuck it up Pretty um, awesome thank you uh, this kid is ridiculous um, again 5th overall pick in 2022 they trade him over to Anaheim for Jamie Drysdale and a and oh who was the 6th overall pick in 2020 and a second round pick uh, for 2025 so basically uh, in return, they are getting a right-handed shot defenseman in Jamie Drysdale, who I actually have on my fantasy team, very familiar with him, um, and a second-round pick in 2025. Um, the reason why this is a big deal is because Cutter, who was with Philly, who is now with Anaheim, has never actually signed his entry-level deal with Philly. So this is one of the rare examples of you know getting a guy and drafting him and being unable to sign him. He's still playing with Boston College. Um, He's doing great with them. Uh, in 17 games this season with Boston College, he has 23 points. He just won gold at the World Juniors, having 12 points in seven games. USA
0: which, hockey, baby. USA hockey
1: on the rise. Best everyone knows Canada's always number two. It's how it's always been. Um, and that's tied for that's tied for the most in the entire tournament. I mean, the dude is an absolute stud. Now, so I saw some inside sources come out today. It's like, okay, you're looking at you're looking at this and you're thinking to yourself, like why would cutter be traded away? I mean, the guy hasn't really skated for Philly. They have a franchise guy just kind of waiting and he's super fucking young. He just drafted him fifth overall. And some inside sources from this morning came out and say that he wanted out mainly due to two reasons. One is the new general manager with Philly that he didn't trust. And that's Daniel Briere. Um, And the second being the coach, he did not get along with torts at all. He wanted out. Um, apparently, uh, Breer, uh, flew to the world juniors because he wanted to talk to cutter in person and really try to sell him on the future of the organization. And Goche wanted nothing to do with it at all. And last night it was interesting because you mentioned how Philly, del- uh, Philly, uh, they played Pittsburgh. They lose four to one. And after the game, the trade goes down and torts the head coach for Philly, which Jeff, I want to get your opinion
0: on this. This is the best part of the trade. This is literally what it. Yeah. It's the best this part. The, of the trade. I sh-
1: maybe I should have led with this, but torts on the trade quote about cutter says, then we do not want you. I don't know cutter from a hole in the wall. I am not too interested in talking about him. I would rather talk about Jamie. He is the guy who is coming here. Full stop. Like, that that is the quote from the head coach after you trade after you trade away what could be, you know, like a franchise player. Oh, and by the way, Anaheim is loading the hell up. I mean, the fours that they have on their team are absolutely ridiculous. To get Cutter on their team uh, and add to that depth actually makes them a lot scarier moving forward. And as far as Drysdale is, confer- uh, is concerned, I actually really like this kid. He just has not been able to be healthy at all. He had a really good sophomore season in 21 through 22. He had 32 points in 82 games over the last two seasons. He has only played in 18 games over the past two seasons combined. He's played 10 games this season. Uh, He's got a time on ice average, a little over 21 minutes a game Uh, in those 10 games. He scored five points, but he is a top blue line, blue liner guy. He just can't stay healthy but he's still really young in his career and they're expecting him to get like a top four role in some serious power play minutes with Philly. So I'm rooting for him to turn around his career. But as far as like, you look at potential of these skaters. I mean, you got to look at cutter and you're just like, I just feel like Anaheim kind of hit this out of the park because you're really banking on Drysdale to stay healthy.
0: It's all culture, man. It's all cultures. Philly's invested in John Tortorella, who is polarizing and old school and he's not a tender hearted, you know, Oh, let's, let's have a, a kumbaya, uh, the, the dinners, the feel good, this sort of stuff. Like, I mean, sure. Some of that happens, but like he also too, he, he is, he is the type of guy that he is good at coaching guys who need to get their ass kicked and need to get their, their, their motivation through basically being yelled at. And if you're not performing and not doing your thing, that's torts. He's, it's, he's a legend, uh, and like a, and could be a positive, could be a negative legend status in the NHL over the years, but that's who he is. That's who Philly's invested in Philly, hard nosed town, blue collar. We know that Philly fans are absolutely insane. Um, and, and like crazy. Um, and they love, they probably, the Philly fans are like torts, honestly, in, in my opinion. So you got Anaheim who's kind of building a culture of, uh, uh, you know, they're invested in, um, dang it, what's his name? Why am I totally blanking now? Um, Michigan man, help me out here, Joey. Who are you talking about? I'm Is talking about goes- Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, Trevor yeah. Come guard. on now, man. I know it's, it's been. It's, I'm, I'm just just. Get, I need a few podcasts to get into 2024 here. You're but fine. like, they they're talent culture. They're building something where they want. They're all the young players who I think want to have like a really. Um, I honestly like the Seattle Kraken, like Seattle Kraken sound like they're, you know, they're tough when they need to be tough, but also too, like they really invest in taking care of the players and making sure that they all feel good. And they're definitely, I would say, probably not thinking too old school when it comes to player management, whereas Philly is probably going to be a little more hard ass about it. So he wasn't yes. a good fit culturally and no. that's it. And the best part of that, that the best part of that trade is going to be, the torts comments. I love it. And we'll see what happens, but uh, the flyers have something going on and they're shipping guys out who just aren't a good fit. So they're invested in being hard asses. Anaheim's invested in being, you know, all about the players. And if you, you know, if you want a smoothie, we'll make you a smoothie. No problem. And I think, uh, (laughs) or milkshake. And I think torts is going to drink your milkshake and say, fuck you.
1: And not a lot, by the way, has come out on Goche's side um, from like his agents or anything like that. But um, it was released today that in a couple of days that they're going to kind of reveal some more stuff coming out uh, to provide some more insight into why he was like, get me out of Philly. Aside from, you know, not getting along with the general manager, really trusting the general manager and torts. um, I don't listen. He's young. I don't blame the kid. Like if I'm him. And you know, and I want out, and then i I turn on the TV oh, and I yeah. see sports just trashing me on TV. I'm like, bro, i'm not I'm not letting you have had the last fucking word. like i'm gonna say I'm gonna say my side too. So I just think it's it's just crazy, man. I mean, like the I, more the more I get right. into hockey, the more you know I see I see something like this go down, and I'm like, you know what, let me spend some time and do some research so I can get a better understanding of it. And you know, things that helped me out is like trying to pull up comps from like other leagues. And so I went back and I looked at my, like, okay, I've been watching the NFL my entire life. I'm very, I'm very familiar with football. Let me look at the 2022 draft, look at the fifth overall pick um, and just kind of see exactly who that player comp would be, because that is when, you know, Goche was drafted and that player was Kayvon Thibodeau of the Oregon Ducks. who was drafted by the New York giants. And in that time, since then he's become one of the best defensive ends in the league. That would essentially be like Kayvon, and I know this is a bit of a stretch here because, you know, Gautier never played with Philly technically, but that would be like the Giants trading away Kayvon Thibodeau after being with the organization for like a year and a half and being one of the most promising, if not the most promising guy in their entire organization because he was like, I don't like the fucking owner. I don't like the coach. I mean, that, that, and that would make headlines after headlines after headlines. I think it's a big deal in the NHL. And, by the way, and I and I don't have um, his name in front of me, and I apologize for that. It was also confirmed that in the 2022 draft, Anaheim, their GM at the time, was trying to trade up into like the top five, top ten in that draft because he wanted to draft Cutter in that draft and was unable to do so. So he has been on his radar for quite some time, and when he knew that he wanted out of Philly, it was the perfect time for him to pounce.
0: Yep. You know, the NHL is built around talent and, and, uh, and, and less of the, you know, old school mentality of just, you know, brutal beat you down hockey and uh, Anaheim is invested in taking care of that talent and Philly's still kind of thinking old school. They've invested in, you know, Daniel Briere is a newer GM. Yeah. Um, he was a heck of a player uh, and, you know, you got torts. So they're, they're, they're going to live or die by torts. I I'm, I'm guessing the Flyers fans love him. Um, so we're like, Hey, look, if you don't want to be in Philly, we don't fucking want you. Hey, you remember uh, uh, they had somebody like that come to them, right? Somebody like that was Eric Lindros didn't want to be uh, a Nordique. So he said, uh-uh, I'm coming down here to Philly. Right. And everybody, I mean,
1: another comp that I was reading on was Adam Fox, right? Like Calgary couldn't sign Adam Fox and he ultimately ends up with the Rangers. But yeah, you know, this has happened before. Um, it's just, it's just kind of a, a crazy deal. And for Anaheim to kind of stay on top of a guy they wanted to draft in 2022 and weren't unable to do so, this is a home run for them because for them, they're like, hey, we have this blue-line defenseman with a ton of potential who can't stay healthy, and we have a, tw- a second-rounder in 2025. So here you go. We'll right. Take the guy that we wanted, and everyone's happy.
0: Yep, no, that's right. Well, we'll see what happens. There's going to be more. And also, too, I, I, I'm a fan of – Dude, he should just go to Anaheim and he should just go light it up and that's a good way to show uh Philly what they missed out on. I'm not a fan of like just just you, by bringing bringing more shit up and talking about it more, you you're just feeding into what Torts wants, which is like he's going to no, give No, I a, agree. And by the way, I also quote. I have
1: to give credit to Philly here because they're putting a tough spot where like this kid's not going to sign. Like he doesn't want to be a part of this organization which is the opposite of what he told Briere, by the way, when he was drafted, he was like, I want to be in Philly. Like yeah. I want to be in the city, et cetera. I mean, he, he's from, you know, he went to school at Boston college and he's still there. So it's close to home for him, but you know, Philly got put in a tough spot and they made the best with what they could do. So this isn't all a knock on them. This is not a trade that you look at and you go, Oh, Philly robbed. Right. Or something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, they had to make the best out of the situation. Um, and they, and I think they did that.
0: So DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I've been waiting for this, and if you are a new customer, DraftKings Sportsbook, download the app now, use code THPN, new customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey, use code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, Um, is they always have sweet promotions, right? And uh, in the first month or two of the season for hockey, they were throwing out like, you know, parlay boost, same game parlay boost, profit boost, all sort of stuff. And that kind of went away for a little bit. Well, I just pulled up the app and it's back, which is awesome. So, like, I'm going to opt in. Maybe I'll do a good vibes only parlay tonight for the for the uh, Kraken game. But I went in specifically to look at the odds for the Calder Trophy uh, for uh uh 23 24 season and Connor Bedard still the leader sitting at minus 200 minus 200 which uh I, it, from looking at a lot of these uh, awards bets that's like a huge like they believe that he's a lock basically um, then Luke Hughes plus 400 Brock Faber plus 750 Adam Fantilli it's plus 750 Marco Rossi plus 1700. Not a bad bet right there. I might have to I'll put it yeah. uh, So, but anyway, I think, I think Bernard's still a lock. But down, download the app, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN, official sports betting partner of the NHL. That's DraftKings. Crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit 1 800Gambler.net and make sure you see all of our show notes for details. Also, too, post-Christmas time here, uh, whatever you're listening to the Kraken pod on right now, maybe you're looking for an upgrade in some headphones. Maybe you're looking for uh, something for a sweet Bluetooth for speaker for work or some sort of cool audio. What you want to do is you want to check out Raycon. Check out Raycon and make sure you check out what they have got for all of their audio. It's half the price of the Fruit brand and all those other brands with the big names, right? Because it's just solid tech. Battery life's awesome. They have tons of guarantees. If you don't like it, you can ship it back. Awesome shipping all over the world, which is fantastic. They really believe that there's, their audio equipment is the best stuff, and they're putting uh, basically their equipment where their mouth is by offering up a sweet deal. So what you want to go to is you want to go to uh, buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buy. like I'm going to buy this. Buy Raycon.com dot com slash thpn and you'll get 15 off your order so buy raycon.com slash thpn 15 off your order get yourself some earbuds get yourself some bluetooth speakers check out what they got that's uh again uh it is raycon.com slash thpn check them out all right so our notum question for this week and it involves the all star game. the all star game always makes me go, ah, I don't know how I feel with every year. how do i I don't how do I feel about the all star game?" <laughs> Not dumb questions is something that like, you know you a- you ask like don't don't be afraid to ask us a dumb question. You know we're idiots we we, we, we lost of shit, we don't know. So we like to look it up and we'll answer it for you when other podcasts will just like you know turn their head and look the other way and ignore you as you're trying to talk to them you know, like, hey, I know you like in line at Starbucks, you know, and they're like, ignore you on purpose. Like, oh, man, that was pretty rude. That's what they do. It's kind of people they are. Um, Not us. We'd be like, hey, what's up, dude? We would not buy you coffee, but we'll answer your no dumb question. So what is this week's no dumb question question? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. This week's
1: No Dumb Question question actually comes from myself because when I saw the uh, the viral video of Hack breaking the news to Bjorkstrand, who wanted no part of it in exchange for the beach, um, when I saw that video come out, I'm like, I was surprised by by the selection, right? I mean, like Bjorkstrand is deserving. I mean, he hasn't made an all-star in his career, but now he is, et cetera. Um, but, you know, there are, there are guys like Vince Dunn or even a Joey Decord who I thought could have been. Could have been the vote for the Seattle Kraken, and I also thought it was really underwhelming in the way that it was done. It was like I feel like the NHL just tweeted out a graphic and they're like, "All right, here's your East Coast and here's your West." I'm like, "Wait, what the hell just happened?" Um, so I, the question is, how does the NHL All Star selection work? Which I thought would be Jeff an easy an easy question to to answer. But it turns out there's a lot more to it than I thought. And if anybody has any more information, please feel free to send it our way. Um, But long story short, the first 32 players, one from each team, is selected by the NHL, by their ops department. So the NHL actually selects these individuals. And when I tried to do digging into what the parameters were, lo and behold, and it's not shocking to probably anyone, but I was unable to find any information around what the exact parameters that they use uh, when it comes to voting for these two with for these 32 players one from each team after that there's a vote by the fans the fan vote uh for the remaining 12 players which is uh comprised of eight skaters and four goalies which is going on right now if you're on twitter you see it all the time i like can see like a, a you know an individual be like hey vote for joey decord retweet this blah, blah blah those count as a vote uh for the fan vote and then ultimately, two days before the actual all-star game itself, there's going to be a captain from the east and a captain from the west. And they actually draft players, kind of like a, like a live action uh, fantasy hockey draft. And they draft players from the pool of players that have been selected, again, by the NHL Ops Department and by the fan vote for the 12. Um, and they then select their own teams from there. So that is how uh, the all-star selection works. I was honestly trying to find more information on how the ops department goes about picking these players, because that's what I'm really interested in. Um, But I did find and if anybody listening has a subscription to The Athletic, they actually did an article uh, from January 2023, so last year now, which is still kind of weird to say. Um, And the title of it is the NHL still hasn't figured out a right way to select their all-stars. And it kind of breaks down um, how the NHL has continued to fumble this um, and how they have not gotten this whole process down. I thought it was very underwhelming. um, And as a newer hockey fan, I would like to see them, uh, you know, make some tweaks and make some adjustments uh, to where at least make some more headlines or something along that.
0: It's just the all-star game to me. I mean, I don't, I think I watched it for like a minute last year. I just, I just don't, I I get why players are like, Oh, great. I got to work more. Okay. Oh, I have to go to that. I have to go to the company uh, award show to represent the company on Saturday and the boss isn't even going like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. Cool. Just send me my award. Is that cool? Can you just do that? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's, um, we, we will at some point it's going to completely change and will that even save it? I don't know. I I really think that they should just do some sort of tournament every year and do the international thing. I love that, you know, especially coming off of Team USA, whipping everybody's ass in the World Juniors. Uh, yes. I want to see more Team USA shit. So I want to see Joey Decord in net uh, for Team USA. I want to get Team USA uh, jerseys and hats and a red, white, and blue cape. Like, just do it all. <laughs>
1: I love it. Or at least some transparency behind like what the ops department is doing, like how these guys are selected instead of being like, hey, guys, uh, here's Oliver Bjorkstrand. I mean, I don't know. I would just like no. to get some sort of input into this. Like the NHL has to figure it out. But, no. you know here's, what the hell
0: do we know, here's what happens. Batman calls the team and talks to the coach and the GM. Is like, hey, um, we're thinking about what do you guys think about this? Maybe. Um, OK, Father Canner. he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He scores a lot of goals. He's like, nah, dude, he's got some shit going on. He, he doesn't want to go. Okay, okay. We don't want to piss him off. Um, Vince Dunn. He's like your leading scorer, and he's, you know, top 10 defenseman in the league. Pretty awesome. No, no, We Dunner's like just crushing it right now. We don't want to mess up his mojo, so no, we can't do it. Who on the team has been an all-star before? Like, we don't really know. What about? Well, Touls Eberly. That was, I believe. Ebs, was and Ebs yeah. clearly didn't want to fucking be there. Like, he just did not want to be there you could tell that so like okay um yeah let's go i guess that
1: was that was the las vegas year too i remember that
0: oh yeah no it was brutal he didn't want to be yeah. there anyway so that's how it works that's he I'm had his sure. kid with him
1: it was really sweet there's a it was he made the most nice.
0: out of it he had yes. fun with the boys but like committing to the whole weekend wasn't a fan um and neither am i all right three stars of the week this is where joey and i break things down we discuss things that made us happy or made us mad or made us sad. Or made us glad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm channeling Dr. Seuss here. Yeah. <laughs> um, we rank what, what uh you know, our personal lives a little bit here. So let's get into our three stars of the week. Joey, I think you went first last week. I'm pretty uh, sure.
1: Yeah, so go. Please, by all means.
0: Mardi Gras season. Talked about it earlier. Um, We're getting into that season. My wife's involved in a Mardi Gras crew. That means a parade. She's got to organize all the things. We were... Uh she has to get costumes together for like 70 women, and then there's a designer that makes masks, and we had to hand them out on Saturday, and we took the kids and we all dressed up in Mardi Gras stuff, and there was live music and drinks and having fun and we're knee deep into it. We got like we're going to a couple Mardi Gras balls and different things. I'm doing my walking crew thing. I love it. Um, you know, all the shits going on and it's just I'm feeling it. You know, I've had one king cake so far which is basically in, in I would never say this in front of like anybody from Louisiana. It's like a giant cinnamon roll, but like icing on it. That's way better. It's way better than a cinnamon roll, but it's like that. If you, you know need to know and it's delicious and it's worth investing in one. If you're not uh, in Louisiana, anyway, all the things I'm here for it short season two, Mardi Gras, like in a month basically. Yes. Um, and that's kind of cool too. Cause it's going to be done one. We're going to pack it all into like 30 days, which is awesome. I
1: love it. I love it, man. And I'm with you there, uh, Mardi Gras. Uh, my third star of the week as a TV show. I realize I am way behind on this because it already, you know, it came out. It's one season now. It's gone. I just finally started to really give it a shot. It's Daisy Jones in the six. Have you watched this, Jeff? I feel like this is a show your wife would like.
0: I watched it. Um, it's ba- It's loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it was. Yes. It was cool. I I did dig it. I did dig it. I, I liked it. You know, like um. I I. I was a big time for a long time. I used to read a lot of rock and roll um, biographies on an autobiographies too. Um, so yeah, I, I, I need to, I, thanks for reminding me of this. I need to go back to this cause it was pretty cool. I did enjoy it. I watched like four or five episodes. It's a, it's a great thing. It's, it's, I mean, it's basically it's Fleetwood Mac story. Um, yes. But it's pretty awesome. The music's kind of cool. I like how they do it. It's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, music, music is pretty decent. I like what they did with it with Daisy Jones and the Sixth, which by the way, like the actors and all of them actually were singing the songs, which I thought was really cool. The main uh, individual who plays Daisy Jones, I forget her name, but she's Elvis Presley's granddaughter. So that's kind of a neat little fact there. Um, first three episodes were a little slow. I was like, all right, get to, get to the part where Daisy's with the band. Like, let's get this thing rolling. But anyways, if anyone out there for some reason has not watched this yet, I would recommend it because it's hard time, right? Like trying to find shows to watch. I, hopefully, in the next couple months here, um, we get some new shows coming out um, that we can, we can get back on. But right now, I'm just kind of trying to revisit stuff that I haven't had a chance to watch yet. So, Daisy Jones and the Six.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I need to, to check that out. Uh, my second star, Captains of the World. Um, my wife and I, you know, we, we love soccer, football. Um, I'm really, I am really. always wanted to learn, like, how all the leagues around the world work. Um, we just watched a documentary about the, the U.S. women's team that was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're in the middle of watching captains of the world, which is uh, a documentary uh, TV series um, or series all about the 2022 world cup. And it's pretty neat because it talks about all the teams that were in the tournament um, and their captains talk about what they went through. And it's cool because it's like, you know, it's, it's about soccer, but it's about all the different things that they dealt with, you know, like, obviously Lionel, uh, Lionel Messi, like he, you know, superstar, rock star. Um, He was dealing with like, you know, people saying, okay, well, you've won all this shit, but you haven't done enough to help Argentina win. And then it was like the fading star of Ronaldo um, in how like he got benched, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And then it's like the uh, Iran team dealing with all of their, you know, just the politics and the, bad things are going on in their country and how they came to play soccer and United, Japan. It's really, really neat how they did it. Um, almost finished with it. Captains of the world and Netflix, if you're into sports docs, this is a pretty good one. Okay.
1: I have not, I have not heard of it. Um, so I might have to, uh, Give it a chance or that sounds really good. I still haven't watched uh, the, is it run Barry run the Barry Sanders documentary. I've not not had a chance to watch.
0: Just watch it just for like the, the, like, just to see, just remind yourself of how Barry Sanders was the greatest running back. on. Oh dude. I, I I mean, I would love a reminder, but no, he is,
1: he is the goat. My second star of the week and God, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. My second star of the week goes to Seattle Mariners. They suck back in, in, man. Back. They sucked you I back in. in. I swear to God, it's like a fucking abusive relationship. Every time I'm going to walk away, they somehow reel me back in. So they actually make a decent signing, like right around, right around the holidays, right? They sign Mitch Garver uh, from the Texas Rangers. The dude just absolutely mashes. And I'm like, okay, now we need like three more dudes. But, I mean, this does not hurt because this is a great guy they can add to their lineup. And then... Out of freaking nowhere, Jerry DePoto doing his fucking little magic tricks ends up bringing back Mitch Hanager, um and basically offloads the contract of Robbie Ray. So Robbie Ray, you know, Cy Young a couple of years ago, um, but just hasn't really been the same. Honestly, he's kind of looked like shit for the past couple of seasons. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's owed like $72 million, um, offloaded his contract, um, and in order to bring back Mitch Haniger, there's more parts to it than that. I won't get into it, but Mitch Haniger, who cannot stay healthy either, but is just an absolute fan favorite of the Seattle Mariners, clubhouse favorite, like just from like a vibes standpoint. I mean, Mitch Haniger is that dude. So bringing him back is so huge. And then trading for Luke Rayleigh uh, to add some more offense and, and depth to that outfield, it's just major moves for the Mariners. I'm like, oh shit! Now they got me right back in, right back in at Jeff. So. Here I am talking about them, the team that I swear to God, you know, 54%. But I'm just I'm, – I'm in on the Mariners, and I'm going to watch them like I do every single fucking year. And uh, that's where I am at in life, even though the Dodgers are going to win the next 20 World Series in a row. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> we will see. Hey, you know how that always – that usually works in reverse. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, first star, pretty simple. The Saints, the New Orleans Saints fucking pissed me off. <laughs> they did it again. <laughs> they did it again. They shit the bed. Yeah. They don't. Eat, they don't make the playoffs, which I totally knew was going to happen. They get a shitty draft, a mid draft pick that they're going to blow, and the the team is in turmoil because of. I don't want to get into it. All the it, it, which has been an awesome little sideshow.
1: It has been a great sideshow.
0: Um, Dennis Allen, the head coach, needs to go, but he's not going to go. And all the, it's just going to be a shit show. And we're just going to sign up for another midseason next year. But my first star is we are a Detroit Lions house, mm-hmm. totally amped for the NFC Central champs. To, I'm pr- hoping and praying they can do something coming up this weekend. I want to see the Lions win. First time in 30 years, they've been in the playoffs. And we are pumped. I'm excited. My son's excited. We're going to watch some. NFL football this weekend. We're a Detroit Lions house because honestly, I'm a little annoyed at the saints as well. So it's like, it's like I'm taking that energy and channeling into positivity. So let's go lions. That's it. That's my pick right there.
1: I told you I'm hitching my wagon to the Detroit lions. If the Seattle Seahawks do not make the playoffs, they, they won. I mean, they uh, barely escaped uh, out of Arizona. It was just not, it was not their year this year. So I am, I'm all on board. I'm rooting for the lions. They deserve, uh, they deserve all the good things coming their way. Detroit fans have been through hell for decades now, so I'm rooting for Detroit. Let's my go. first star of the week, uh, same thing as you for your third star. It's carnival season. It's Mardi yeah. Gras. It's Let's king go. cake. Um, I actually had a, uh, a limited edition almond king cake from Brennan's get delivered uh, to, my, to my house. They have three king cakes they do every single year. Have you had this the Bananas is- Foster? I've had the bananas foster it's a little too much for me.
0: Okay, okay. I've also had the bananas. Pink,
1: I'll, I've also had the pink parade. The pink parade was
0: very good. So almond's best? Oh, that's hard. It's
1: pretty up there. But also like almond king cake in general is just is just delicious. Like you can get almond king cake from anywhere and it's usually going to be a pretty good flavor. Um but also man, it's carnival, it's Mardi Gras, you know, and it's it's at this point every year where I kind of look around the landscape of like the rest of the United States and just kind of the world in general, right? Everyone has like their new year's resolutions and they're, you know, getting back in the gym and doing all the things and, and trying to be good people. Well, not us, Jeff, what we are doing is we're committing to eating and drinking in excess and celebrating because it is carnival season. There's parades. You have to do a bunch of stuff with floats Um, There's just all these events happening all the time. I did not go to the parade uh, last weekend that took place in the French quarter to kick things off. But I mean, from here on out for the next basically month, um, we are in carnival and it's only going to increase over time. So I am excited everywhere else in the world is kind of, you know, life goes on as normal and the seasonal depression kicks in. But not here, not in fucking New Orleans.
0: Uh, I totally agree. Sorry, I, was, I just saw a bunch of quotes, more quotes from John Tortorella. Did he say – did he say – sorry, cut into your, your carnival scene. Yeah, say, say, I was done talking. You're fine. I wouldn't know Cutter from a glory hole in the wall? No. <laughs> what? He did not say that. He said from a hole in the wall.
1: If he said glory hole, though, that would be amazing. I actually would be a team torts if that's what happened
0: no okay that's just that's just, we're getting we're getting trolled i'm getting trolled okay yeah, cool you're All getting right, good. Trolled.
1: yeah no he no. said but he did say hole in the wall
0: carnival season i'm i'm with you man i'm with you i was gonna say like i'm in this walking crew on uh the friday before mardi gras Are you interested in being in a, in a marty in a mardi gras walking crew in the in the french Quarter? because that's big that's a big walking crew day do you kidding me i would be i haven't done that ever i would be in in two seconds you, okay, you, for real? You should come. We're gonna. Okay, I'm gonna send you the info. It'd be, send dude. me information.
1: Man, okay. I gotta make sure this is not just a thing you're saying. But yeah. no, no. <laughs> send me information.
0: No, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I, literally, it's 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 awesome. And last year, I didn't commit enough time to it. Like I only showed up the day of and was there for a few hours. But t- there's like, we're gonna go down Thursday, stay overnight, and then Friday we do the thing. And then yeah, dude. Okay, I'll send you the info. Sweet. Please yeah. do.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll look into it. Please, okay. please do.
0: I will absolutely. It's you got to wear a top hat and a, and you got to wear a coat.
1: Cool, the two things I look dumb in. But I'm excited, the sh-
0: I, dude. Yeah. We look stupid. We're, sh- <laughs> we're called the sugar daddies. The sugar daddies. It's awesome.
1: I love it. I
0: love All it. Right. Sweet. All right. Well, that's a good. Good note. Positive vibes only. Look at this. We're gonna have a walking crew. Um, I do have a cane that I walk with. It's and it is an it is a uh, an anchor uh, for the Seattle Kraken. By the way, at the top of that. Cane. Stop it. Really? Yeah. That's why I bought one specifically for that. I might deck out some blue. Um. Accents, so we'll see. What's up it. Please all do, please do that. Let's do it. We, hey, we're the only uh, Seattle Kraken podcast that's all about Mardi Gras, so we got to <laughs> own it, man. So, all right, great week ahead. Let's go, Seattle Kraken. The vibes are so good. Let's continue that. I know we're gonna be talking about more good vibes next week. So have an awesome week, Joey. Eat some king cake. I'm gonna buy another one, yes, uh, today, and we'll see what we get. But uh, have an awesome week, and we're gonna leave you with our chirp of the week.
1: First part of Kevin's question: uh, Danny said that Cutter didn't want to play here in Philadelphia and didn't want to play for the Flyers. What's your reaction to that?
0: Then we don't want you.
1: I believe you've met Cutter negotiate before. Were you surprised that he? I don't know Cutter from a hole in a wall, you know. So, and I'm not too interested in talking about him. I'd rather talk about Jamie. He's the guy that's coming here.